In the arid regions of Western Australia lies a sleepy little town with a few thousand residents. The sun is shining down on quaint little hills dotted by solitary burrows. But when romance is in the air, these crazy kids will do anything for some alone time, even fight to the death. In a dry place with very little food to go around, passing on your genes is cutthroat competition that ends with thousands dead. But the brutality of the bug world is just a fact of life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a burrowing bee whose beef is between brothers. Brother beef. But more on that later. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's like the... The Civil War? (laughs) (laughs) Brother, my brother. (laughs) Isn't that the song from uh, From American Adventure? No, this is the song from Pokemon... The movie. Oh. <laughs> the first movie. <laughs> As all the Pokemon are slapping each other. Well, there's a folk song about two brothers going to war in the Civil War in American Adventure in Epcot. And it sounds sort of like that. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Well, it all works. Right. Maybe Pokemon the movie is just an allegory for the Civil War. Probably. Yeah. So th- then who's the South? Is is it the clones or the regular ones? <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna psychoanalyze this movie. I refuse to <laughs> on this podcast. But we're talking about Dawson's bees. Yeah. We've done bees before. This may be the first time we've done like a the same animal no, we've done more than one shark. Yeah. And fish. But fish are like a whole order, so Yep. But the so Dawson's bees, also known as Dawson's burrowing bee. Yeah. I got some nicknames. Okay. Is one of them Pacey? What? Is one of them Joey? Is one of them Dawson? Okay. Are you referring to the thing I don't know about? Yeah. Dawson's Creek? <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some Dawson's Creek references in here. You're going to not get them. Yeah, we discovered uh, 10 seconds before recording that <laughs> I have no idea what Dawson's Creek is. It's a TV show from the <clears throat> 90s. Okay. Back when I didn't have TV yeah. outside of PBS Kids. Was it on PBS Kids? No. I would know that. I didn't watch. I didn't. I think I've seen like uh, clips here and there, but I still know it exists. And you know the names of the characters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're very memorable because Joey is a woman's name, Pacey is no one's name except for this guy. Then Dawson is the title character. Joey is a f- is a woman in the sh- in the show. Yeah, there's also a new girl That's in town, but I forgot what. Her revolutionary name is. for the '90s. <laughs> okay. Um. So we're gonna call it. Uh, this will make sense later. Darkwing duck into the nearest burrow. Okay. And then my chemical romance. <laughs> good. That's very good. Yeah. Nope. Nobody's laughing now because they haven't heard the rest of this sh- this episode. But, yeah. Uh, they will later. So okay. when you, when you when you understand why we chose the major fact, go back and listen to my super awesome uh, nicknames. I can't wait. Laugh along with me. So. Let's classify this thing. Okay. That's going to be my new catchphrase. Let's classify this thing. Classitize, class, classify Cl- me, Captain. Classify me, Captain. Or that's classified. Or uh, Carlos's Declassified School Survival Guide. <laughs> the Bee kingdom. Survival Guide. <laughs> Bee, the, the, no, it's only the School Survival Guide if we're talking about fish. Hey, it's back to school season. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. School starts soon for everybody. Yeah. Including me. Uh, the kingdom is one that we know, love, and are in. It's kingdom Monomalia. Mm-hmm. Monomalia. 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 It's one animal. Monomalia. Um, or it has mononucleosis, because it's been... Smooching? I was going to say licking the stairwell, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure you can get mono that way. The phylum is chordata. Joke's on you, it's arthropoda, because we've been doing a lot of chordata recently, so I almost wrote chordata just out of, like, reflex, and I was like, no, it's not. It's an insect. It's an arthropod. <laughs> yep. Uh, the class, you... Just gave it away because the Insecta. class is Insecta. Right. Who um, bees? Yeah, for insects. Are they bugs? No. So your intro was wrong. No, it was colloquially, colloquially white. Okay. I'll accept it. The order is Hymenoptera, which means it's the Egyptian god of honey. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> the family is Apidae or Apidae or Apidae. A-P-I-D-A-E. So lots of different ways of pronouncing A. I'm going to go with Apidae. Okay. Like aphid, kind of around in that in that general vicinity. And the genus is Amegala. Amagilla. I'm going to go with Amegala. Amygdala? No, just Amagilla. Okay. Uh, and the species is Dawsoni. Dawsoni. Amagilla Dawsoni is the binomial nomenclature. That does sound like a like a hill person's name too. <laughs> it's Sam McGill Dawson. <laughs> These bees be burrowing. <laughs> uh, so now that we've we're almost done naming things, it's time to name their uh, collective noun in critter groups. Okay. The uh, the little the mini game. Uh, listener's favorite part of the show mini game where I ask Joe a question, which is always the same, and that is, what is the collective noun for this animal, or what is a group of them called? So, Joe, what is the collective noun for bees? Okay. Not, not just Dawson bees. Oh, I'm, okay. Colony. What? It's a colony. Well, I got, I got multiple choice here. Okay, go for it. There are many different names for a group of bees. Um, but only one of these that I'm about to name is right. So, is it A, a buzz of bees? Okay. Is it B, a troop of bees? Is it C, a flight of bees? Or is it D, a sting of bees? Oh, is Colony not one of them at all? Interesting. A sting of bees. A troop of bees? There's a troop of, like, apes. Baboons, I think, come in troops. Not sure, though. What was the first one? A buzz of bees. A buzz of bees. What was the third one? A flight of bees. Like a flight of the bumblebees. Interesting. The fastest song ever. Also not true. I'm just spouting lies. (laughs) (laughs) Lies and nonsense. A buzz? A troop of bees? Not a troop. I'm going to eliminate troop. I might be regretting that. A sting of bees? No. I'm glad this is difficult for you because I thought it wouldn't be. When you have the answer, you're like, I don't know if I'm concealing the answer I well enough. I thought all bees lived in, just they were called colonies because they live in colonies. Except for this bee doesn't live in colonies. Um, What's the first one again? Buzz, troop, flight, or sting. 
I'm going to go with a buzz, I guess. Final Learning answer? Food, yeah. Wrong. It's a flight. Okay. That was, I was between those two. That is not the weirdest name I could have given for a group of them. Colony is not one of them, but here are the others. Adrift? An Erst? E-R-S-T? A Grist? A Hive? A Swarm? A Nest? And then here are some unverified ones that I found on a website. A Bike of Bees? A Charm of Bees? A Cluster? Game? Hum? And Rabble? Interesting. So I could have, if I had put any of these weird ones, you would have immediately identified it. If you would have put <laughs> a bunch like of other colony and um, hive in your multiple choice, I would have been ruminating for a while. But hive is correct. So I had to pick one of the correct ones and put it into the game. Oh, you're right. So flight is also correct. So if I had put hive, it would have been obvious. I thought it was this particular <clears throat> genus of bees was that name i thought those are all different like types of bees go in there but it just there's a billion different names for a group of bees yep but that's all for critter groups stumped you i think you got the last one it's a crapshoot is it yeah unless i look it up which is illegal (laughs) (laughs) you've used the powers of deduction before okay to correctly identify it um all right so let's talk about what this thing looks like uh it's very bee-shaped Looks very beeish. <laughs> so it looks like a, a three segmented in, insect with a a head, a thorax, and abdomen. It's cute and fuzzy. Well, it's fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> cute, no. <laughs> um, males have yellow, orange, brownish fur, like a typical bee, un- under quotes, all over their bodies except for their. Uh, heads and thoraxes, so chitinous fur. Yes, and not except for their heads and thoraxes, on their heads and thoraxes, except for, not on their abdomens. Okay. Um, and not on their eyeballs. <laughs> Some bees do have it on their eyeballs. Yeah, that would be, I guess, normal for that bee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but females have white, whitish gray, chitinous fur. Yeah, they they look different than uh, other bees. Very different, and they tend to be a little bit bigger. Kind of neat. Um, they don't have that, that characteristic, like yellow and black stripe that you might see on some honeybees. Um, but it, they have the general coloring of bees to where if you saw one, you'd be like, ah, a bee. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I said, their segmented thorax has little to no, sorry, their segmented abdomen has little to no fur, uh, which is the the large back part of a, of a bug, of an insect. They have uh, some of the darker wings, shaded wings, in the bee family. I think I think Apidae is all, uh, is all is bees, the family. Okay. Um, so most bees have clear wings, but these guys have, have dark wings. So that's why I said dark wing duck into the nearest burrow. Okay. Even though it's not a duck. Um... So that's the. I, I think we everyone pretty much has an idea of it. If you just think of a of a largish bee. They're about the size of carpenter bees. I've never heard of carpenter bees, but that's neat. You have never heard of carpenter bees. No, unless we've talked about it before. Uh, Bibby used to live in a uh, log ca- 
house. I almost said cabin, but it's a house um, up in Ohio. And their biggest bane was carpenter bees that would burrow. Their biggest bane was bees? Big bee bane. (laughs) (laughs) Big bad bee bane. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they would burrow through the, the walls of their house. And they could hear them in the walls. That's a nightmare. Yeah, and her dad would go like running around the house trying to find and kill these bees because they're doing structural damage to the house. Wow, the bees are coming through the walls. Yeah, that's kids. Uh, that's what is that? The uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, where the hands come through the walls. Yeah, don't worry. Your house, kids, is probably made of concrete in which bees do not burrow through. Nor would they want to. Concrete or drywall and some wood. But yeah. not all wood. So they're about as big as carpenter bees. But how big are carpenter bees? Uh, I have a full segment of this show that can answer that question. I also have... Um, carpenter bees? Yeah. You want to know how big carpenter bees are? I mean, these guys are about as big as oh, carpenter okay. bees. <laughs> uh, because we have carpenter bees here, and these guys live in Australia. True. Okay. It's time. Uh, welcome to the listener's favorite part of the show, until empirically proven otherwise. Uh, the part of the show where I pose quiz questions to Carlos to convey the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms. Welcome back to the season of Woe, the season in which the questions are harder and more relatable than ever. It's also part of the show that's introduced by either a listener or an animal. If you would like to submit your own Measure Up intro, just say, sing, or bark the words Measure Up into your phone's recording app and email it to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Today, we have a brand new submission from Tiffany, and she did such a great job and even added her own editing. What? You'll hear. It's great. Uh, Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. And I said, I want to listen to Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany is uh, Johanna's cousin. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiffany, and for doing the editing work for me, (laughs) because those were the exact sounds I was going to put into it. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Yeah. She said, she said, if creepy, if the creepiness uh, is not the vibe you are going for, then I take criticism. Uh, But yeah, any vibe you want to go for out there in the... In the podcast community, you all you all submitting measure ups. That's the one we're going for. The one you're going the, for. The creepy one. <laughs> any any vibe you're going for. To when you that's uh, true. Submit. There, you can't possibly have an incorrect vibe. No, unless it's like rude. But if all you're saying is measure up, that's true. How rude can it be? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fine. Go for it. Uh, let's jump right into length. Uh, they are 23 millimeters, uh, or 0.91 inches or two forty-five mil- millimeters, uh, or 1.8 inches. I already let's, don't like this. Let's call it 35 millimeters or 1.3 inches. Dawson's Creek was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina on the Cape Fear River. How many bees go into the length of that river? 
If only I'd watched the show. <laughs> you would have definitely known the length of the river if you had watched the show. It's part of the 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 intro music. <laughs> uh, here's a hint. Dawson's Creek was filmed primarily in Wilmington, but it was set in Cape Cod. In Massachusetts. That's odd. I feel like those are two very different looking places. Some parts were filmed in Cape Cod, but it was mostly filmed in Wilmington. Interesting. The just the length of the creek or the river? Yeah, how many how many bees go into that the length of the river? Yeah. Oh well, it's about an inch. And there's twelve inches to a foot. And once again, we're going to have to divide things by five thousand one hundred and whatever is miles. Yeah. I mean, you could go by 35 millimeters. How about no? Yeah. <laughs> because the imperial system, no matter how ridiculous it is, it's ours. Yeah, it's the one that I know. <laughs> it's the one that I've got in my back pocket. I don't know. Did you say, call it a river or a creek? A river. Okay. It's a creek in the show. So a creek would be pretty short, probably, but a river could be thousands of miles long it could be but i would have heard about it if it was thousands of miles long <laughs> cape fear you never heard of cape fear no okay in north carolina yeah. cape no. fear river um sounds like camp fear which sounds awful yeah true unless you're mispronouncing campfire then that sounds delightful it's a camp fear um come warm yourselves by the camp fear <laughs> 50 miles? That sounds good. That's a possibility. Uh, it certainly is. So, uh, 50 times 5,000, because we're rounding down a little bit so that we can do some head multiplication, because there's 5,100-something feet in a mile. Um, so that would be 25 plus four zeros, which is 250,000 mm-hmm. feet mm-hmm. in this river. And there are 12 inches in a foot. Yeah. Actually, we're going to add some cheddar on to the top of that um, because I it was 5,100. Yeah. So rounded down. So we're going to call it 275,000. And then we're going to multiply that by 12, which would be... Multiply it by 10 and then add 2. That's, a, <laughs> that's not how it works at no, all. No, I'm going to multiply it by 10 and then multiply it by 2 and then add the 2 to the 10. Yeah. So I'm going to go with 3,300,000. Final answer? Yes. The Cape Fear River is 202 miles long. So, so multiply answer- my answer by four. Um, what did I say? 3,300,000? So we're going to go with 14 million. It's 9,845,169. I am doing my math poorly. Well, you just did a lot of rounding. I guess, so. yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, it's still significantly off. Yes. Well, because... <laughs> The more you round, the more variables. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I hate this game. <laughs> Usually, jokes on me because all the like thinking you do and the like the weeping and gnashing of teeth you do, I have to edit. But now you have to. Now today have to you're edit. editing it. <laughs> so have fun with that. Uh, let's talk about major with or major head with. Oh, we're not done. No, there's another. There's two questions customarily. Oh, no. uh, males are separated into two groups: male bees, uh, majors and minors. Majors are larger with head widths of 7.3 millimeters, and minors have head widths of a little bit more than six millimeters. Dawson's Creek features a young Katie Holmes, 
who would later go on to play Rachel Dawes in The Dark Knight. How many major head widths go into the Tumblr Batmobile length in The Dark Knight? Is is the Tumblr the motorcycle he rides? No, it's the Batmobile. Oh, the whole Batmobile. How many millimeters? 7.3. Okay. Okay. So this thing is now I got to now I have to do the metric system. Would you like me to look up this the 7.3s? Meters into a... Is that half an inch? Less th- yeah, a little bit, maybe a little bit more than a half an inch. If it's more than half an inch, then we're cooking with gas. I want to say it's 10 feet long. It's actually less than half an inch. Point two. Eight. Oh, wow. Point so two eight. So it's a, about a quarter of an inch. Yeah. So that's still okay, as long as it's close to something I can multiply easily. Yeah. I want to say it's 10 feet, which means it's 120 inches. Right. Which means multiply that by four, and you have 480. 480 head lengths go into the length of the Batmobile. Uh, the Batmobile is 15 feet Ugh. two inches. Uh, here's a hint, by hate, the way. I Street hate doing le- all this work, and then the guesses were just Street wrong. legal replicas of the Tumblr were put on sale in 2014 for $1 million. There's your hint. Would you have gotten it right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's six hundred and thirty-three B heads. Well, I'm I'm just happy my math was probably pretty decent at this point. <laughs> That's all you can really ask for. Yes. Were we done? We're done with measure up. Can we breathe a sigh of relief and talk about its range? Yes, we can. Go for it. It likes arid parts of Western Australia, which is where I want to cast the measure up segment. <laughs> Banish it. <laughs> Um, not, if you're from Western Australia, I don't, you're, you, it's probably very nice. I actually would really love to visit Perth. That sounds like a really nice place or Adelaide. It just sounds like nice places. Not many people probably live in the desert though. No, but I'm sure it's fun to like have a walkabout. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. So that's where they live. Western Australia, kind of all over the place. Yep. Um, their diet is nectar like bees. <laughs> okay. But they will only... Eat the nectar of four genera of plants, even if other sources of nectar are more readily available or closer. And those four genera, in case you want to know, are Cassia, Aromophilia, Solanum, and Trichodesma. Take notes. Okay. Um, no, you don't have to. It's not. It's not going to come up later or be on the quiz. <laughs> so the last thing I'm going to say before we can get into the ma- the major fact is parasites. Interesting, interesting creatures on, on Earth. We just talked about a parasite, the cookie cutter shark. We did. Uh, but so the Dawson's bees, they're not parasites, but they are parasitized by the miltogramine, miltogramine fly. So it re- regularly uses the Dawson bee to sustain itself as its host. Uh, it will lay its larva on the female Dawson's body. And apparently the bee doesn't understand or notice. Um, so when she's out gallivanting, grocery shopping, yeah, uh, some fly will come lay a bunch of larvae on her. Um, and then she'll go back to her nest to where her brood is and the larva will fall off, I guess, at that point. Hmm. And, um, and be near her brood. Bee? And will yes, we're not gonna do this. <laughs> you, you underestimate my will. 
<laughs> your your uh, drive to drive this show into the into the into, off to the, the rails. toilet. <laughs> um, so that makes the miltogram milt miltogramine fly a kleptoparasite. It takes food. So no. It, so it eats some of the some of the uh, the nectar that that the uh, the female will bring to her brood. That's so. Rude. That's it's, a rude to sit in the brood. It's a rude brood. No, the, the brood is fine. It's a rude neighborhood brood. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. All right. Are you ready for the majorest of facts in this episode? Sure, 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 sure. The the major fact is thus. So you mentioned there are very few flower species available in, or plant species in general available in the arid regions of the Western Australia deserts that they f- like to live, um, that they enjoy, partake from. Um, there's just enough for each generation to survive and then pass it on to the next. So if you're a male, you're, you really only have one shot in the mating season to pass on your genetic code before you're dead. You're just a pile of fuzzy little chitin on the ground. Pile of chitin. Yeah. Ashes to ashes, chitin to chitin. Yeah. And the competition is fierce. So when mating season begins, females uh, signal their receptiveness with chemical scents. Um, so, hence the My Chemical Romance. Yes. Yes. So they're sitting in their little burrows, which they make for themselves and no one else. And their brood, rather. They don't live in colonies. Do we... Uh, they, don't, they don't live in traditional hives. No. They live solitary lifestyles, but they're all put together. So they're gargarious by necessity, and we'll talk about that. So they don't need each other. They don't really depend on each other, but they are all live together, but they're separated in these little holes. I will say it's pretty cute. If you look up a picture of the Dawson's Bee, you're going to see a picture of a female sitting in one of the burrows and just her head is poking out. Yeah. And it's a and that's kind of cute. If you see Brian's art, it'll look like that. Yeah, too. it will look like that and it's just it's just great. Um so males uh, are separated into two dimorphic groups like we talked about before. Uh males and females are sexually dimorphic by color, but they're but females are like a general one size. They they don't vary that much, but males do. And they're separated into two groups, mi- majors and minors. Um, the minors are smaller. And sad. And sadder. Um, they have diminished notes. We'll talk about why the minors might be might. less sad. <laughs> uh, so the males, uh, or mi- major males, patrol female burrows waiting for one to come out. When she does, nearby majors swarm her, biting and stinging each other for a chance to mate. Uh, it's rare for animals to kill each other uh, in breeding combat, which but it, it happens sometimes. Like you, sometimes like a buck will kill another buck when they're bucking, but uh, it's rare. Um, but the males are so desperate they're willing to strike each other down for a chance to mate. In some cases, this mosh pit of uh, bees kills the female at the center of it. So just. Pandemonium. Yeah. So, like... Like the purge. Yeah, it, like like Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the purge. <laughs> no laws. Yeah. 
Um, so even when a male and a female escape to mate, some males will be so enraged, be, uh, they'll kill each other just from competition rage. Just like, like when two brothers are wrestling and then it gets serious. Brother, <laughs> my brother. Exactly. Uh, so minor males, on the other hand, will wait at the edge of the burrows for a female who's able to slip past the majors, uh, in order to go and like get some food or something. Uh, and then they'll mate. Surely this produces the sneakiest bees. Cause you got the sneaky small males out there and the sneaky, uh, females that are able to get past the majors. They're going to produce some sneaky bee babies in the minor leagues now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when a female has mated, she gives off a different chemical scent, letting males know that she's pretty much all set. Um, by the end of the season, all the males die and the females look after their broods undisturbed. Um, so Dawson's bees are pan Panmictic. That's a ridiculous word. Panmictic? Yeah. And the other form of that word, panmixia, which is... That's easier to say. Yeah, it's easier to say. Panmixia means that there is no selection process when finding a mate like there is in a lot of animal species. Where it's like, oh, I'm only going to mate with the one with the brightest feathers. Yeah, or, or the biggest horns. Yeah. Or something like that. No. Interesting. They don't care. Dawson's bees are so used to the edge of doom and starvation that any mate is a viable option. I feel like that's just bugs, though. I've never... No, I mean... Like, do bugs or just insects in general have a complex selection process? They might. I don't know. I mean, I know spi- some spiders will just full-on eat male males that come up before they even mate. They're just like, nah, I'm going to eat you instead. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, it's, it's just bananas out there. Dawson's bees don't live in colonies, and they find and they find food and raise their broods on their own. So it's theorized that the only reason they live closely aggregated into like these mating areas is because of their they're forced because they're forced to be there for for food scarcity. So do the other bees just die of a broken heart? I think that's just their their lifespan dies. They die. Or they just frenzy kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> but like thousands die just in the mating process. There's like, they said as much as 10,000 bees will live in these areas, these mating areas. And thousands will die in the mating process. And then the males die at the end of the season. It's just so crazy when you read or you learn about animals where their entire existence is reproducing. And then as soon as that's done, they just die. Like yeah. salmon or dragonflies or spiders or something like that. It's like they, they have they can't reproduce again. I'm starting to I'm starting to be on the mammals are best train. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's not that's not how mammals rock this world. I mean it's effective when you have millions of offspring, you know? So to die afterward? Yeah, I mean, if if the point of life is to make more life. If the point of that life is to make more life. It is, the yeah. The point I mean, of mammals is to be cute sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I guess mammals do have more fun. <laughs> they, yeah, they can play. Yeah. 
<laughs> they they can solve little puzzles. Yeah. They can put the colored rings on that little play school toy. Right. They can jump through hoops. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they like that. They might just like the fish they get at the end of it. Every mammal does. <laughs> you know, the fox, you get to jump through a hoop and give it a fish. <laughs> Although what mammal wouldn't like a fish? Yeah, I think most of them would. Except for, no, except for like herbivores. All the herbivores. <laughs> I was only thinking of carnivore. Every deer, every cow. You just throw a fish at a cow and it's like, congratulations, thank you for jumping through this. Congratulations, room. you've insulted me. <laughs> now I smell like cow and fish. <laughs> so that's all for the Dawson's B, the chemical romance, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so for you out there in Podcastia, defend your brood. Don't send mixed signals. And for goodness sake, get your chemicals right. Like the Dawson in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, LDT listeners. The buzz around town is that you're looking for a way to show your appreciation for the show. All you have to do is subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be a real cool listener by sending in a Measure Up intro into LD Taxonomy at gmail.com. If you don't, well, that would really sting. Thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs>